0: So I want to take a look at something that I come across very, very frequently. Hey, it's Terry Gauri, and this is the Terry Gauri podcast. On a daily and certainly on a weekly basis, but even on a daily basis, I meet employees all the time who complain about stress at work and being stressed. And wondering, is there anything that they can do about it or what is the legal position? When they refer to stress, they're essentially talking about situations like disciplinary procedures. Perhaps they're involved in an investigation about a complaint against them, or indeed a complaint they have made against somebody else, uh, against a colleague. Perhaps they've been placed on a performance improvement plan. Perhaps there's a risk that they're gonna fail the probation. Also, they could be feeling stress as a result of the workload, or they could be feeling stress as a result of not getting a pay rise which they may have factored into their external finances. They may not have got a bonus. There's any number of reasons. They may have interpersonal differences with a manager or indeed with a colleague or a number of colleagues. Bottom line is, there's any number of reasons as to why a person may be suffering from occupational stress. But you need to be absolutely clear that occupational stress And actionable workplace stress are two entirely different things. Occupational stress is recognised by the courts as being present in the workplace and is something that you simply have to deal with. It's part and parcel of work. It's stress that's attendant with work because work is not recreation, it's not play, it's not games, it's not fun. There is some stress involved in it, and discharging your duties no matter what your job is, whether you're a cleaner or you're working in a coffee shop or working in a retail environment or you're a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant, clearly there's stress involved in all of these jobs. But that type of stress isn't enough to ground a successful claim, a successful legal claim. A legal claim is going to be actionable if it is genuine workplace stress and it fulfills some basic legal principles that have been set down or accepted here by the supreme court in a case involving berber versus dunn stores. in that case in that supreme court case which has been affirmed and recognized and used again and again as a authority for the propositions in it in that case the supreme court accepted and agreed the principles from an english supreme court case involving a man called i think sutherland but there's 10 principles or thereabouts which you must must be present in order for you to ground a successful actionable claim for workplace stress and if you were to Summarize the four or summarize the ten things down into four things that need to be present one There must be a duty of care. So there must be a duty of care from the employer to you That's a very very easy thing to show very very easy thing to prove It's self-evident and it's widely accepted that an employer has a duty of care to an employee the other three things however are much less easy To prove one is that you've suffered a recognized injury you've actually suffered harm and it's an injury it's not a condition like you're feeling a bit of stress or you're feeling stressed and you need to take a little break or take some time off you must have suffered harm you must have suffered an injury and the injury must be recognizable secondly the employer must have must have been or should have been able to if he or she was not negligent the injury or harm must have been reasonably foreseeable if the harm wasn't reasonably foreseeable if it wasn't foreseeable at all well then in those circumstances it's very unlikely that the employer is going to be held liable or held negligent and fourthly, you must prove that the harm that you suffered has arisen as a consequence of the workplace stress, the stress in the workplace. In other words, there must be causation between the workplace stress that you claim and the injury that you've suffered and the injury must be recognizable and the harm that has occurred was reasonably foreseeable. If those four things are present then you have a claim that may succeed, but you do need those four things to be present at the very least. And you do need to differentiate between that type of stress and that type of circumstance from the ordinary occupational stress, which courts have found to be perfectly natural and normal and inevitable so you do need to be able to differentiate or get legal advice anyway and differentiate between occupational stress and actionable workplace stress actionable workplace stress by definition is actionable you may win but you can certainly bring a claim for breach of contract and or personal injury and or negligence and or a breach of the health and safety obligations of the employer but you must differentiate between that and occupational stress, the stress attendant with going to work, with perhaps being involved in a disciplinary process, with making a complaint and having to give evidence perhaps and stand up your complaint and subject yourself to perhaps being questioned about your complaint. That type of stress is what comes with the territory quite frankly in the workplace and you need to differentiate between the two. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.